0: Lob Talk Radio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt.
2: your future, yet you're the ones he's speaking to, only those with discernment, not blinded by this world, can see what is the obvious, turning toward the final eye, oh, Just what he thinks is right In his own eyes Ignore the truth Leaders talk about Future war It's now just a push away Judgment is about to on men Only the judge Can stand the day Men led by evil spirits That come from the other side Lead men destructive in it's all written in his holy word Judgment comes upon the lost. Time to waste, run to the fall Drunk on lies of this age, feels too smart to believe. Trade their future for their lust, blind in The For a chance
3: Father, Father, we just praise you and we thank you so much and Oh, Father, forgive me, but uh, I just, you know, we we all need to spend more time in your presence, more time in the Word, and I just ask your forgiveness for not having spent more of it today, which I should have, and I want to so much tomorrow, but (laughs) house painters coming on the 4th, praise you, Jesus. But, Father, draw us in, I pray, every single one of the listeners of this program, don't let a single one of us miss the barley harvest, I pray in Jesus' name, Father, help us. In any way that is necessary in our walk, and I know that that you're a good, good father, but you do definitely expect us to, to take a stand and to uh, make the necessary changes in our lives. Uh, to uh, accommodate uh, that time that we need to draw in closer to you and spend more time in the word. And that is an expectation indeed uh, that is uh, pervasive to all throughout, uh, you know, our, our entire sanctification process and and our admonishment through the scripture. So we just ask you father God to strengthen us as it says in Isaiah 40, 31 uh, renew our strength, open up uh, opportunities uh, in our daily schedules with work as K- chaotic as absolutely beyond chaotic as it it is as it is Uh, and uh, just we just ask you father in the name of Jesus to open the doors that you want to have open in our life and slam shut those that you do not want to have open in our lives and and draw us in supernaturally through a movement of the Holy Spirit upon our hearts in such a manner that we are we cannot help ourselves and we want to be immersed in your presence and not so much drawn into the darkness that is surrounding us uh, and and uh, and also so uh and the flip side of that of course is uh you know drawn away from it you know not wanting to be a part of it and being so desperately wanting to un- you know wanting to unplug from it that uh that that also includes maybe a little bit you know when we unplug sometimes we also unplug from an opportunity to spend more time in your word and we got to find that balance father and we need your anointing for that balance and we pray in the name of Jesus that we will continue to draw in closer that your uh, anointing of the holy spirit will come upon us and draw us make us feel make us be pulled pulled by that power into into your presence father it not only because we, just for all of the reasons all of the above really father for all of the things that we are going going through right now are awake and you know how awake and how aware that we are the Ecclesiastes 118 problem, our knowledge of things and not we don't just see things on a superficial level but we praise you Jesus we see things on a very deep level and that of course makes our, our walk exceedingly difficult and our desire to unplug from it all uh, ever so much more powerful and we just pray Father that for in, an incredible anointing of balance uh, and uh, Nifo. Uh, which is the um the uh, Greek word for uh level headedness to come upon us to draw us in closer in prayer and to not be overwhelmed by all of the um the ugly that is uh coming in not just a perfect storm but almost as if it were you know three gigantic super super typhoons uh of of apocalyptic power coming at one another to cr- to to crash in uh at, at a single point where the, the destructive power is beyond it, it, articulation we cannot put it into words and we just we see it coming we see the perfect storm the perfect uh super typhoon occurring and well you know it it, it has a tendency to well, a lot of us, it has a tendency, Father, as you know with me, of course, to, to put us in a position where we are overwhelmed and we find ourselves in a continuous state of tears. So for those of us, Father, who are beyond the point of the beginning of sorrows and have already already have entered in emotionally to the sorrows period, whether it be a blessing or a challenge or however we look at it, we just ask you, Father, for that additional anointing in our lives, the additional strength, the ability to overcome uh, that, that emotional, uh, well, like, like the Scripture says, that emotional sobriety, that mefo feeling, and then to be able to recognize that the only place that we ever will ever have true peace is in trusting you. In Jesus' name we pray and thank you. Amen. Hallelujah.
2: I told you to see for gentle. For oh, I would come for you one day. I gave you my word so you would know. The time I'd come and take you home. It's time for you to look up. Eyes are gay for coming down Come and be cool. Come and be cool. Come and be cool.
3: Praise God. Well, since we have Brother Gary Wayne coming on tonight, glory to Jesus, and uh, he's uh, one of our uh, uh, well, people write me and say, you know, Gary is one of my favorite, if not the favorite guest that we have. Uh, you know, and, and everybody's got a niche. I mean, believe it or not, as, as high as uh, Lauren Peterson's, as, as lofty as some of his. High- I guess that you would call it, holy hypothesis, uh, is he actually has a good following too. But it's just not for the 90 percentile. It goes over the heads of most people, and I totally get that. I mean, he he, he that's just who he is. He, he 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 almost overthinks things a little bit. But um, but you know, it's it's very advanced, and I would not be surprised at all if Brother Lauren uh, ends up nailing quite a few things for the Great Tribulation because like everything that's in the Bible is true, but everything that's true. Is not in the Bible. All right. But, of course, we all know that. All right. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, i uh, got too much to, 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 to communicate between now and the top of the hour. I simply – that's just the way it is. I'm seeing about 13 minutes after the hour. So it's about 7 – well, actually, it's now 7.14 p.m. on the east coast of the United States of Babylon. The great here, Sunday to July, to, July the 3rd. There's uh, Department of Homeland Security warnings going out. But this happens all the time. As a matter of fact, they have happened consistently for pretty much every single holiday now for the last 11 years straight, and not one of the holidays has resulted in some sort of cataclysmic event. However, there's always been Department Homeland Security warning, warning, warning. You know, this, there's going to be some kind of a horrible event. We're making an announcement now. Uh, whenever the Fourth of July comes along, it doesn't matter. You pick. You can pretty much pick whatever holiday you want to. They'll come out and give you a warning. Now. You know, is that part of you know the global satanic crime syndicate? You know, mind control thing? Who knows? It probably is. Uh, you know, the, the the problem that we're dealing with right now is we're dealing with essentially a strange um, dynamic. It, it's 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 um, you know cats and dogs living together, mass hysteria kind of a thing, really, when you think about it.
2: Hey, human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria.
3: That mass hysteria concept is actually very, very true. And the problem that we have right now, you know, it would be one thing if it was just one topic or more. I don't know exactly. I mean I haven't really written all of them down, but if you really – if you put your mind to it, the number of topics that people are furious about, I mean willing to kill over. And and you might say, well, it hasn't turned into that yet. Well, Yet is a very important and quite powerful word for the days that we're in right now. Uh there was a Gallup poll, which uh you know, again, this could be part of the mind control deal. I know that. And maybe I'm you know, maybe I'm echoing or parroting the mind control meme, <laughs> you know. But and I don't mean to do that, but it merits for those of us who are wa- doing what Jesus said and watching and praying, um, watching for him. Uh, watching for all of the signs that indicate that he's coming and pray for the lost, watch and pray, you know? And, um, and we're certainly, I think we're, you know, as citizens of heaven, our citizenship is in heaven, Philippians 3:20. praise God. We really don't have an obligation to participate. Now I I know a lot of people feel differently about this and that, you know, it doesn't matter to me. I know what my Bible says Uh, and that, and I'm sticking to the word of God okay and if we if our citizenship is in heaven and and we're, and, and then you take uh, colossians three two you know keep your mind stayed on things above and not on things of this world, and then you take the scriptures in James, which I don't have the chapter in and verse handy right now, but it says um if you are fr- you know for if if you are friends with the earth, you are at enmity with God this is why the early Bogomils and the Policians and the early uh, Albigens and and all all the different early super early churches, the ones that were um, literally you know alive, they had uh, you know grandmas and grandpas and stuff in their villages that actually were around when the apostles were walking the earth. These were the earliest churches of all, and they just simply set up uh, you know villages. They built their homes and their log cabins and whatever they lived in. They set up their villages away from everybody else, as part of being holy. And, um, and uh, you know, and that's essentially what we are supposed to be. We're supposed to be separated on the holiness to our Father, and we're not supposed to be like, you know, getting out there and hanging out with, now it's different if you, if you have a prayer calling, and you feel led by the Lord to go somewhere where there's strife, and anoint the place with oil, and pray against the spirits of darkness, and things like that. That's a whole different story, but you're not getting involved you're actually using you you're serving God in that capacity but you're not getting into the crowds you're not becoming part of the problem it doesn't really matter what, whether you're on the side of righteousness or not at the end of the day we our citizenship is in heaven if you know um th- th- these are who we are this is who we are commanded to be all right and so uh and that is so far Advanced. I don't know if you want to call it advanced or just to me, it's obvious. I mean, you know, once you read the New Testament enough, it's so obvious. And if you and if it doesn't become obvious, yeah, then unfortunately, you've got burned-in beliefs and biases that were burned in from your upbringing, from your uh, generation. Uh, like I was talking about, I forget what program it was. I get they all mushed together after a while, but um, it might have been on the prayer vigil because I gave testimony about uh, something that's kind of. Anyway, but anyway, so uh, you know. But if you were born in the uh, you know, I pledge of allegiance to the flag days, where you you know were in your schools, you know, when you were seven, eight, nine, ten years old, you were they would go woo, woo, woo over the alarm, and all the kids had to jump underneath their uh, desks and protect themselves from a possible Russian nuclear strike. So if if that's how you were brought up, and I don't know if you understand this or not, but in human in human sociological studies, it is. Uh, overtly obvious that, that the vast majority, probably 90% of, of a child's molding and shaping occurs between the ages of zero and five, okay? And don't even get me going. I'm, I'm not even going to go into, you know, I'm just letting you know, zero and five, okay? And that's that, okay? After the age of five, it has been proven beyond any shadow of a doubt that the amount of influence that the parents can have on the child after the age of five diminishes greatly, in fact it's practically non-existent, especially today all right now um, that's when there are other environmental variables such as kindergarten first grade second grade, third grade school systems, and things like that that are so evil right now it's just enough to make you want to yak uh, but but anyway uh yeah, so that's why the degra- degradation is where it is right now we pe- people folks don't really realize how many millions of Americans are and what you know and again i I dwell upon it's not that I believe that I believe that what the Bible says the Bible clearly states that the United States is Babylon the great, there's no doubt about it um some people like to clump in other parts of the world because they follow David Hunt's teaching and everything, and she you know i I get all that um and, but however i to the meat and i'm purely a meat guy you know you can put meat and potatoes on my plate but i'm going to focus on the meat i focus on the things that i believe are the greatest threat and it is no doubt in my mind that Babylon the great the one that's spoken of in the harlot etc uh that is spoken of in you know that is destroyed by fire from sea to shining sea and, and uh revelation chapter eight i know beyond any shadow of a doubt that that's the united states okay and that's been confirmed by so confirmed that I'm not even going to get into that discussion. I mean, I have so many, you know, A.A. A. Allen, Dimitri Dudeman, uh, you know, Henry Groover. goodness gracious, the list goes on. How can you debate it? You've got to have something burned in from your past teachings and stuff to not let it go. And that's where where I never want to find myself. Anyway, praise God. All right, so I'm going to run out of time, uh, and that's just how it is, especially when we bring on Brother Gary because he does like to stick to his hour, and that's very cool. Uh, and so uh, I want to accommodate that as best as I can. So praise Jesus. So let me just go ahead uh, and r- there's just audio bites that I want to share with you, and they take time. This one's over six, maybe even seven minutes long. Now I don't know if I'll do the whole thing, but this is from Professor Matthias Desmet. And he's the author of a book, The Psychology of Totalitarianism. Now, there's a lot of um people out there that are talking, 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 talk shows and all that kind of stuff, and he's going to be uh a focus uh uh interviewee of Plandemic version number three called Mass. Formation, which the sad part about this is, you know, they, they they give you recommendations to on how to overcome totalitarianism, which is what is essentially the, the world control grid, global reset number two, the new world order, Novus Ordo secorum. I mean, you can call it Donald Duck if you want to, but it's all the same thing. It's the satanic rise of the Antichrist and the uh, Great Tribulation and all that other ugly that's coming at us like you know three freight trains while we're tied down like polypura bread on a on a doggone train, while Simon the greed is like twisting his mustache or whatever. Anyway, so um, I to this. this is uh, Professor Matthias Desmond. He's going to be on Plandemic, Planmic number three, the third version or the third part of that series. And, um, and he talks uh, for six minutes or so about this concept. And, and what it is, it's, it's mass hysteria, and he also has hypotheses in regard or you know maybe even somewhat proven techniques for overcoming it that people need to speak out. Now, I will bring to your attention before I play this clip that there's a flaw. And it's a sad, sad thing, but in reality, the Bible wins. Okay, so no matter what anybody thinks, no matter how many documentaries people make, no matter how many info wars there are, it doesn't matter. You can you can do whatever you want to do, but there isn't nothing nobody's going to be able to do to stop the Holy Bible from coming true. End of story. Game over. Okay, praise God. Now, could there be a delay in game? Okay, and it's, that's an analogy. I'm not making this out like this is pretty serious stuff here, but I'm just saying. Could there be a delay? Yes, and the one way to be able to detect a delay—the only thing in the entire world of all 243 countries, uh, and I'm I'm including the island nations because major countries that are not island nations uh, are—the total is 195. All right, so out of all of those countries, the only thing in the entire world of 8.3 billion people, and it takes 34 years to count to what one billion—the only thing that will tell us whether there might be a delay. And this could take a little bit longer than we think or hope, because we want to go home, don't we? But we should also be wanting to serve God. So it's, 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 it's a paradox and it's duplicitous that you got to do both. Now, um, uh, you know, the only thing is, will the, the first? Uh, let, let's. let's it, it's the election, so I'm just going to put it to you. Firstly, the United States of America's election system is the only thing that could slow down the global Klaus Schwabs, the Nazis of the world, and I do mean Nazis, folks. I do mean Nazis. These are real ones, okay? And and uh, I'm not going to get into Operation Paperclip and all that other stuff. I, I you know, and but it's it is. It's the rise of the Fourth Reich. Everything's in place. Everything's in place. I've covered this in great detail on prior shows. All right, so anything, the, the people that mean well, and they're experts on this subject, the problem is they believe that it can be overcome. They believe that the totalitarianism and the global reset can be stopped just by virtue of people peacefully speaking up. The problem is that the global Santana control grid is instituting laws even as we speak. Right now they're making up their own laws. And they're doing it with false flag events. So they create an event. They trick people into participating in the event to some degree or another. They rip out, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, if not millions of hours of video footage that would impeach them and completely prove that they're liars. But and then they show this doctored-up version with liars that are paid a lot of money and put on nondisclosure agreements. It's, these are the, the crisis actors, and that's what they're doing, and they're throwing people in jail. They, they're prepared, Then, and I would not be at all surprised if in very short notice that it will become a felony to say certain things. That's not a good thing and and that's the direction we're heading right now. All right, and so unfortunately speaking out even peacefully may become a crime that will put you in jail with your family and the whole deal, which they're already breaking, the FBI is already breaking into people's houses. So anyway, so we're we're seeing what's happening. The question is this. The the American elections. That's it. That's the only thing we have to watch for right now. If you're looking at every other thing, shape-shifting reptilians and stuff, fine. But I'm just letting you know, if you want to watch for Jesus coming, if you want some clue, some idea of how long we may be stuck on this prison planet, the only thing in the entire world that makes any difference at all, any, is the United States of Babylon the Great's election process, okay, because... I'm going to give you the scenario. So, if the Democrats lose, and I'm not even a political person. Okay, I know they're both manipulated. I know the the, the GOP is just as manipulated. I know the whole Global Santana control grid very very well. Now, all that being said, the question is this. Does the, the midterm election flip over? I mean there's been an awful lot of people. I think uh, one, one poll or one uh, study indicated that over 20 people uh, that uh, Donald Trump had made recommendations for in the primaries have won. That's noteworthy. Um, now, of course, that's going to scare the heck out of the blue satanic states and um, make them throw more and more people in jail falsely. That, that's just what's going to happen. And um, so, again, as I'm not saying that Trump is good, bad, or ugly, and different. This is, this is, I'm withholding adjudication. I don't care. I don't care. All I'm doing is watching for Jesus, and I'm, I hopefully am conveying the logic that I'm using to you so you can say, aha, you know what? He's got a point because at the end of the day, Russia, NATO, all that stuff, it doesn't really – it does matter, but it isn't the trigger point. Okay, that, look, for hundreds of years, these satanic entities have been planning on collapsing this country, not the Netherlands, not, you know, um, Belarus. They've been planning on collapsing this country. The New Atlantis, written in the 1600s by the Rosicrucians, Sir Francis Bacon, was a type of, it was like, uh, it was a type of, uh, I forget what they call it, but it was a symbolic of the destruction of the United States. Okay? The, the plan to, to do this, to rise the phoenix up out of the ashes of the United States has been in place for like forever. The 2012 Olympics had a giant burning phoenix on the globe, a burning phoenix on the uh, on the entire world, uh, parading down in the beginning of the Olympics in, in the United Kingdom. Okay? Those of us who knew what that meant were like that's the united states they're going to burn it down there so anyway and it's all in the bible it's all in the bible okay so um anyway and it's also prophesied in visions and dreams and everything so this, this is beyond any shadow of a doubt so anyway I, i'm going to run out of time clearly so therefore i'm going to jump immediately into some of these audio bites because they're just so important and i know that i could recommend it till i'm blue in the face but a lot of people won't they just we're too busy folks and if you have time to listen to this program to try to get Anchored in some, maybe some, maybe, I'm using the word maybe here in a big way, all capital letters, maybe, italicized, bolded, and underlined, maybe, maybe some critical thinking that will help you to be able to zero in on the trigger events or the events that are important to watch for. So that you do not get caught up in a rapture bubble or whatever, and listen to every Tom, Dick, and Harry out there on YouTube, and you get you, you, you don't you don't have any Bible going on, you know. You're just watching, oh Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming, and look at this wonderful person, and they're crying and saying they played the love the Lord, and the Lord told him he's coming tomorrow or coming on Wednesday at 4 p.m. and blah 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 blah. I've been listening to that stuff for 11 years. None of it's ever right. So anyway. I'm going to hit this right now. This is Professor Matthias Desmet, and he's going to be in the third uh, uh, episode or whatever of the Plandemic Series, which you can only see at PlandemicSeries.com. All right, I'm going to play this because he's talking about the mass hysteria, really, that's going on out there. And I'm just going to – I don't know how long long I'll go, but I'm just going to let it rip. So here we go. Praise Jesus. I
0: have two master degrees, one in clinical psychology, one in statistics, and at the beginning of the crisis – I started to study the statistics a little bit and I immediately had the impression that um, the initial mathematical models and the initial statistics all had indeed uh, dramatically overrated the dangerousness of the virus. That was the moment when I started to to think how it was possible that an entire society and an entire population was in the grip of a narrative which in, in many respects was blatantly wrong or absurd. After a few months, it became clear to me that the only mechanism that could explain what was happening in society was what is usually referred to as mass formation.
3: Mass formation, which is mass hysteria, mind I wear
2: a mask when I'm outside all the time. I even run
4: with a mask on.
3: It's just showing clips of people wearing masks in swimming pools in their and cars, all kinds of wacky stuff. For people to see that that's the kind of thing you should be doing. I wear Here they're training the little children. They're getting them to sing songs. I wear a mask to school. I wear a mask to school. It's really sick.
0: With Zero new COVID cases, despite the country dropping the mandatory mm-hmm. wearing of masks.
3: Talking about Sweden right now, how the they rebelled. The
0: process is identical to hypnosis. Now they're showing dancing and nurses and doctors
3: wearing masks. The
0: process mass typically becomes radically blind for everything that goes against the narratives where the masses or the group believes in.
3: See? all right now i'm going to stop it for time's sake um you can you can see this at pandemicseries.com. it goes on for about another five minutes this is the snippet so they're giving you a kind of like a uh, little bitty uh uh you know taste test of what they're going to be putting in pandemic three and called mass formation so it's the mind control portion of what's going on out there and of course i'll give you the, the a tiny little snippet uh, a, a tiny little snippet a uh, e- uh also there's an article. I'm gonna tell you about this article as well. Let me just see if I can find this real quick. Uh let's see here. Um mass formation. Let's see if it comes up. I mean looks like I'm not getting it. Uh okay, hold on a second. Wait a minute. Let's see if I can find this. Oh my goodness, my computer is just giving me fits. Um there. Let me see if I can click this and get it right. There it is. There is an article. I will tell you the name of it, and you can search on it. Okay. You can also find the article. Maybe you can find it. This is this is a absolutely unbelievably overflowing website. So if I just give you the website, good luck. Okay. But uh, I will tell you the name of the article. the The name of the article is Mass Hypnosis. Why can't people see? Through the COVID deception, and it's on a website called GreatGameIndia.com. No, they do not have an app that you can get from the App Store, which would be kind of cool because they have a lot of really good articles there. Uh, and they, they they reprint stuff from all over the place, and that's fine. I don't, you know, at the end of the day, we just want to have a, you know, even if it is a news aggregator, it it just saves us a little bit of time, praise God. But if you do look up that article, it talks to you in great detail about. Um, Different historical periods I'm sure these are excerpts from that that gentleman's book and um uh uh you know mr um matthias uh, desmet and um you know it covers you know like Stalin and the mind control that happened during Nazi Germany and all that kind of stuff and studies you know studies of why did pe- why did people do what they did, and one of the conclusions was and it was, it was absolutely beyond any shadow of a doubt conclusive kind of thing, all right? And that was that once people stopped speaking out is when the despotism went violent. In other words, they can look back on Stalin. They can look back on uh, you know uh, Hitler. They can look back on times historically, and they were able to take note that once the people stopped speaking out, it got very violent. That's when all the Jews were taken to the, you know, and to Dachau and all that kind of stuff. Uh, or, or, or many different demographics in Stalin's time were just – Stalin just basically what he said was, hey, if you're, if you're a Jew or you're of this belief system or that – he just identified demographics. Okay, if you're of any of these demographics, you are not going to buy off on, on communism. You're, you're going to have a mental block, and so I'm going to kill you. Uh, So in some ways, he was worse than Hitler. All right. So anyway, um, uh, you know, so uh, what's happening today? Okay, same thing. What do you mean? Okay, what I mean is January 6th. Okay, they're scaring everybody, and they're making – that's how they want to shut you up. They want to make laws. They already got laws. There are certain countries over in Europe right now that are instituting laws that if you say something that goes outside of their narrative, you're committing a crime. They will put you in jail. Your life is over. That's it. And they're, if they're already doing that in the EU, you know that that's one of the goals that they have for this country as well. And the only thing that could stop that is the midterm elections. Do you understand where I'm heading with this? If the midterm elections go into place in the United States of Babylon the Great, Donald Trump, a couple of years from now, but but see, here's the thing. What state will, what, what condition will the United States be in by that time? See what I'm saying? If, the shape-shifting reptilian that refers to itself as Biden is allowed to be manipulated and mind-controlled by Obama which is who's the antichrist and if that continues to happen for another two more years what condition will the world be in in 2 years can you imagine look at the horror that they've inflicted upon the world through the world economic forum and all of these satanic control Filthy, seething cesspool. Anyway, I I can, I, you know, it'll overcome me, and I'll just get frustrated. Here's the thing. Look what they've done so far. Look what they've done. In two more years, where will it all be? Is it even going to be reconcilable? Is there any amount of executive orders that can be canceled to recover the damage? how much bloodletting – and i'm using this as an analogy uh you know along the nde experience with um uh the la- uh, you know our last guest which was of such a blessing um you know, how much blood do you lose before it's like you can't revive the person you know i mean right now you i mean you've got uh oh there really isn't enough time to to itemize all of the topics prayer in the church separation of church and state this has got people furious they want to kill each other over that uh the abortion thing which is we want to kill each other over that uh you know uh it was said to me by somebody very wise that uh well what about the food you had the food crisis coming we know that's coming uh you know it, it, all the stuff it's it's not just a perfect storm it's a it's a perfect Three super typhoons heading at each other for a mass collision. Okay. All right. And, and again, I'm, I was just touching on a couple of topics. There's way, way more. And there's more coming. The Supreme Court is not done with all of their rulings. They're getting ready to rule on uh, – el- they want to rule officially, once and for all, uh, on elections in the states. Because right now, th- this last election – fraud that went on uh, mass fraud and it's proven in 2000 mules.com if you haven't spent the 20 bucks well i feel bad for you because you, you you know you need to see it um uh the the bottom line is that you know the, the situation is such that uh back to the election i want to stay focused on this piece if they if the midterms Put power back into the what they call the GOP or the Republicans. That's not going to remove that's not going to solve the problem 100% because there's a lot of compromised Republicans. There's lots of them and there's lots of compromised judges. And SCOTUS, the Supreme Court, is about to rule on whether or not judges are allowed to make decisions in regard to because that. Happened over and over again uh, when they were fighting it and saying, "Hey, this was fraud, 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 fraud." And then judges, this judge, that judge, they, you know, and the judges are already in the pockets of the sources of the world. Okay, the global Santana crime syndicate, right? So it's already game over, really, as far as that's concerned. So if the Supreme Court comes out and says, "No, the judges cannot do that," it's got to be in the legislatures of the states, which, by the way, is the way it's supposed to be. So once, it, when, and I believe the Supreme Court, given their current upsetting trend, uh, not, not upsetting to me, I'm just saying the one that you know calls on everybody to hate each other's guts, okay, including Christians, um, or so-called Christians, um, the, you know, now if they vote and say, make it law that, hey, if there is a debate regarding the outcome of an election, that debate gets settled by the legislature of the individual states, and it is no longer a decision that any judge can make. If they make that decision, folks, then it is highly possible that Trump could make it into the 2024 election. So then what would be the trigger event? Is it even remotely possible that some of the people that had dreams and visions of Donald Trump in a coffin were really seeing from God? I don't know. But I can tell you this: with the state that this particular country is in right now, people don't know. They, you got to go out and do a demographic research. You got to write, get out your calculator, and write down how many people are from Generation X how, that are alive today and voting. How many people are from Generation Z that are alive today and voting? And then you got the millennials, and how many of them are still, you know, of age where they can go out and vote? Um, you know, and I've had people say to me, "Well, you know, they generally are of demographics that don't vote in the first place." But I'm like, dude, it ain't yesterday okay we're not living in yesterday and your brain is living in yesterday i just want to reach across my zoom meeting sometime and grab them and you know say dude wake up smack 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 you know but i can't do that i'm I, all the best i can do is "King from the
2: past
3: it's not the past all right praise god thank you jesus anyway so i want to go ahead and move on oh oh this is huge and then i i, I want to really burrow into the news quickly all right praise god so i want to share this with you too this was shared with me from Brother Chamill in Belgium, and uh, once in a while, I mean, it's, it's amazing. He really surprises me. He pulls he he pulls some really awesome prophetic four leaf clovers out of the air, just like you know, whatever. And it's awesome. Praise God! And he called to my attention, which I completely had forgotten because it's been about what twenty years since I've seen this movie. But I've known that the movie they live, they live. 1988, was highly prophetic. I mean, Alex Jones has done entire, TV pro- or entire uh, radio shows, you know, hours long on this. Highly, highly, highly prophetic. Okay? Now, Chamil called to my attention this little tidbit. I did not remember it at all. And it's fabulous. Okay? This is the scene in the movie They Live. And that's the one where they put on the sunglasses and they can see all the reptilian creatures all over the place. Which, by the way, is so true. It's unbelievable. Those are the tares, okay? The tares grow up, and they look like humans, but they're not. So, sort of like, you know, that's what Jesus said. All right, so anyway, uh, let's take, take a listen to this. Um, and I got to pull it up. Okay, here we go. Listen to this. This is the scene at the end, uh, toward the end of the movie, where they actually are standing outside of the elite, so that it would be the equivalent of the World Economic Forum, okay? 1988, folks. This is them standing outside listening to the elites, e.g. the World Economic Forum, talking about when they're planning on instituting their global reset or new world order. Okay, here they go. Our projections show that by the year 2025, not only America but the entire planet will be under the protection and the dominion of this power alliance. Done deal. Did you hear that? By 2025, I find that prophetic because if the visions and dreams of the people that saw the coffin talk about a trigger event, now you might say, think something, but, you know, and and have an opinion about it, and that's fine, okay? But I'm going to share with you something else. Is the Lord showing me key things that I should be sharing with you? I don't know. I really don't. But it just amazes me how every single program I do seems to just have this, I don't know, supernatural synergy. Um, the Lord showed me this just this morning, and I said, wow, I got to play that for the people uh, 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 on the radio show tonight. So I'm going to show, uh, this is from a guy that calls himself, <laughs> kind of cracks me up, um, uh, on the internet. He took Donald Trump's face, and he made that his little uh, his little picture, but he put like a, a Spanish mustache on it, you know, and he calls himself Il, Don- Il Donaldo Trumpo, okay? Okay, but anyway, uh, and he put some pretty funny stuff up there. It's it's hilarious. So um, uh, uh, anyway, I just wanted to share this audio bite with you. This Donald and uh, Melania went to a very large sporting event. Um, I'm not sure exactly which sporting event. I'd, I, I'm not really into sports, and if I could, if I was, I could. But this is this is like has bazillions of you know folks looking at it and i'm going to play this for you now I, okay who when where why i don't know i don't know because i'm not into sports and i can't look at the end zone and tell you exactly whether this was a world cup sort of an i don't know what kind of an event it is but what i can tell you is the stadium is unbelievably large it makes the buccaneer stadium has you know supposedly can take 80,000 people and this one is appears to be quite larger than that. All right, so I'm just going to play this for you. They put um, – Trump and Melania went to this sporting event, and they took the TV cameras and rolled them over onto Trump. And this was the response of this 80-plus-thousand-person crowd in the stadium. Listen to this. <laughs> you got the idea. Um, oh, and all these things are in the show notes if you want to take a look at them, you know, at uh, tribulation-now.org, tribulationnow.com, tribulation-now.com, tribulation-now.net. <sighs> um, um, yeah, just click on the show notes link and it, it'll, oh, I didn't put the show notes up yet. Ah! Naughty, naughty me. All right, so I'm going to have to remember to do that once Gary comes on. All right, so let's go ahead and head into the news, and we'll see how much we can get done before Brother Gary joins us. Hallelujah. Here we go.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. It's just wrong. Uh, It's not normal. This is disturbing. Game over.
3: All right, praise God. Department of Homeland Security issues July 4th morning as Roe versus Wade rehearsal has quote, "heightened the threat environment." Now, what would make it go over the wall? What's the Kent state event that would all all it would take is the, you know, the uh we'll we'll just call them Antifa. How about that? But it would be the paid provocateurs. And they're paid very well, folks. It is nothing for this Global satanic Crime Syndicate to find 100 people, pay them all a million dollars, make them sign a non-disclosure agreement, and tell them that they will cut the hands off of their children if they say a word. And they'll happily go take that million dollars and retire after they go in and they lie, 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 lie. All right. So anyway, but could they do that? Could, it, could a trigger event, you know, could fire and all that, you know, and. Molotov cocktails and bricks and all that, like BLM, except 10 times worse. Yes. All right. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. A quarter of Americans are open to uh, taking up arms against the government, according to this poll. A survey of 1,000 registered United States voters also revealed that most, most Americans agree that the government is corrupt and rigged. Wow. Okay. So, again, taking up arms. This is Civil War stuff they're talking about here. University of Chicago's Institute of Politics is the one that did this. I thought it was a Gallup poll, but it isn't. All right, praise God. It's also talking about – and then it goes in and puts in the lie. Have to weave in the lie. Can't put up data okay, without weaving in the lie. Uh, And let me tell you something. The, 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 the really super-duper lying news, like Yahoo News, they, they are the king of the hill when it comes to lies. They actually make CNN seem somewhat plausible. Yahoo News is the most sinister, satanic, evil, sick, twisted – I mean, my gosh, do they lie. It's unbelievable. And the only reason I even pay them any attention is because I want to know what the liars are lying about. You know, but I don't spend any time there. Believe me, because it just—it's it's enough to make you yak. Uh, it's, you know that whole thing. All right, now listen to this. Oh wow, I'm gonna have to save this. Yeah, I don't have enough time. So, wait a minute. Let me see how long is this. Um. Oh golly, it's really long. Yeah. Okay, so basically, um, you can—I don't know. It, it, I really just don't know. Uh, I I, I know that Tucker Tucker Carlson has a YouTube channel. I know that you can see a lot of his stuff. I don't know if they've taken him down yet. I don't think so, but maybe they have. Uh, But he does does a little – I'll play a little snippet of it. How about that? Just a snippet.
5: It is, in fact, a show trial. It is absurd by definition, and its absurdity is the point. The absurdity of it, the hollowness of it, sends the message. We run the justice system now. You are powerless, and that is the same message the Biden administration has sent to America for the last year and a half with the help of Merrick Garland, the most political attorney general in history. Here's a list of the things they've done because no one else has assembled it. Here we go. January 27, 2021, days after Joe Biden's inauguration, the Justice Department arrests a man called Douglas Mackey, known online as Ricky Vaughn. You heard very little about this. Why? Because Douglas Mackey had extremist political views. But under the American system, it doesn't matter if you have unattractive or unpopular views. Your views are protected by the First Amendment. He was arrested for what? A crime? No, for creating internet memes that made fun of Hillary Clinton. But according to the Justice Department, those memes, quote, deprived individuals of their constitutional right to vote. So he went to jail. Then on February 3rd of the same year, 2021, the FBI raided the homes of Russell Taylor and Alan Hostetler. What did they do wrong? Well, they organized a lawful political rally on January 6th. They even had a permit for the rally. Taylor also committed the grave offense of being seen with Roger Stone in the days before January 6th. That's now a crime, too. Not in a free country, but in ours. Then on April 28, 2021, the Fed seized the cell phones and computers belonging to the president's former lawyer, Rudy Giuliani. That didn't used to be allowed. You can't seize the records of someone's attorney. Those are confidential lawyer-client communications. Now, at the time, we were told that Rudy Giuliani had done something illegal in Ukraine. The walls were closing in. He was never charged with anything like that because it was all fake. But they got his privileged communications anyway. Then on June 24th, 2021, the feds raided the home of a Giuliani associate called George Dixon. The FBI...
3: Again, he goes on and on, but, you know, and the on and on part is the thing that's just jaw-dropping. It's just amazing how many people were illegally – no habeas corpus, uh, you know, it's, it's it's insane. And then there's even a, um, a snippet where uh, there's a news, you know, where um, Nancy Pelosi is being interviewed. And they said, "Do you believe that it is legal to do what you're doing right now uh, in the January 6th, uh, you know, stuff in, in Congress, you know, the, the whole inquisition?" And she said, "You know, is it legal for you to put people in jail over this stuff?" And she's like, "Uh, you know, she's like, absolutely. She's like, this was an insurrection and an attempt to topple the, you know, and it's like it's all lies, lies, satanic lies. It's amazing that, that anybody's getting away with it. So the question again is." What happens in the elections? Do they lose power? Does Nancy Pelosi go away? Is there a delay? A delay in the Satanic plan, the game plan? What if they live is prophetic? What if 2025 is the date that they've set? Certainly our Heavenly Father isn't stopping them yet. Not yet. That which restrains, till he that restrains is taken out of the way. No restraining now. All right, next one up. United States Indo Pacific chief sees the largest military buildup in Chinese Army's history. The Chinese army is going undergoing the largest buildup in the Chinese regime's history since World War II. So now it's kind of like we're looking over at uh, you know Benjamin Baruch and kind of tipping our hats and going, this is looking pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, and they got there's there's all kinds of. I mean, boy, if you did a study right now, if you went out and duck, duck, go'd, uh what's going on with China around the world? I'm wow. Like ships, uh, China and Russian ships circling in 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 like an armada around Japan over and over and over again. You don't think that's gonna get people worked up? <laughs> I got you. Got another thing coming. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up virus-causing monkeypox outbreak has mutated to spread easier, they are saying. Unprecedented amongst DNA viruses. Unless... Oh, by the way, it also says that CDC activates an emergency operations center to respond to the monkeypox outbreak. Pum, pum, pum. Oh, and by the way, when I was talking to Jamil uh, in Belgium, he's like, Monkeypox warnings are all over their TVs in Belgium. Now, I can't speak for the other countries. I still got to talk to Paula in France and Amara in Spain and some other people, but uh, I'm suspecting it's probably European-wide, because after all, they're the European Union, right? All right, next one. (laughs) Kind of, right? Anyway, next one up. Hallelujah. Listen to this. The Wuhan lab isolated virus strains related to monkeypox. In 2020, a new study published in the Scientific Journal of uh, Virological uh, Sinica of the Wuhan Institute of Virology says that their lab isolated virus strains related to monkeypox in 2020. Gee, I wonder what they were doing that for. I wonder how many refrigerators full of potentially devastating viruses that they've created, how many of those they have. They got busted on the uh, smallpox release. Remember that? Uh, there was a uh, uh, you know a lab in um, Philadelphia. I think it was it belonged to Merck. Yeah, right after right after uh, Bill Gates came out and said, ah, you know, we got to be concerned about smallpox coming back out, and it was like three days later, somebody found three vials of uh, biohazard level four smallpox, which never should ever come out of a level four area, and it's sitting right there in a refrigerator in a Philadelphia lab. So of course they probably went to oh, oh well, plan B, plan B, get out the um, uh, yeah, yeah, what? Uh, oh yeah, monkeypox, that's it. Ugh. Next one up. Ukraine biolabs used fever-carrying mosquitoes to spark dengue pandemic in Cuba. By the way, we already know that they're doing this. Well, how, how do we know? You know, you could say, "Well, this is all speculative." Why do you believe these wacky, crazy people in the, you know, Great Game India or whatever? And, and here's the thing: it, it's we already know. The um, who was it? Uh, Sergei um, Shog- Shogu uh, from Russia went to the United Nations, and he showed all the evidence. Of course, nobody was paying attention because they don't care. It's a setup. He showed all the biolab information. He showed the evidence. It was undeniable. It would have held up in any court of law, even, a, even one that had a painted jury, uh, whatever, uh, and nobody's paying any attention. I tried to explain this to my sister. She practically hung the phone up on me. Because of the mass hysteria don't you see but they had um, one of the things they had uncovered in, in the the uh, bioweapons labs in the Ukraine is that they would uh, that the transports they were going they already had the transports they had bugs that they were uh, you, you know basically going to be carriers of these deadly diseases and they had little little uh, c- containers uh, they, that they could remote control and they put all these bugs inside the containers and they mount the containers to the bottom of uh, drones and they could fly the drones in oh and by the way some of them would even trigger on the DNA. So if you were a Russian it would kill you, but if you weren't a Russian, it wouldn't. <laughs> it is just so apocalyptically sick and twisted, it's unbelievable. And they've been practicing dengue fever. There it is. Next one up. <laughs> European Union renews digital COVID pass, despite ninety nine percent negative public outcry. If they live is a prophetic schedule, which I I mean, come on, folks. Um what was it? What was that movie? Um Oh, for goodness sakes. Uh oh, golly! Uh, the one uh, where they were all wearing the masks. Uh, here, I'll, I'll check my email because somebody will surely send it to me via email. The one where they were all wearing the the uh, the masks, um, uh, and and uh, and and rebelling against the government. That 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 movie was made in 2005 about a pandemic that instituted global, you know, essentially global martial law, Orwellian 1984 stuff. And 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 the movie was made in 2005. 2005, but the set, the, you know, the movie was set in the year 2020. Was that a coincidence? No. So if They Live is right about 2025, oh, wow, guys, this is serious. Now, normally I would say, well, our Heavenly Father can inject, you know, due to the prayers of the saints and can inject uh, judgment and, and stop any timeline that these evil ones are planning. And that's true. However, he has shown no sign of doing so for what? Four years now? or more he could have blown up our Heavenly Father could have sent an archangel down to the Wuhan lab and burned that thing to the ground back in 2015 did he do it? did he do it? no so that's that speaks volumes alright praise God next one up High-level international bankers, and we're at the 8 o'clock hour, so hang in there for me, Gary. I'll get over to you really quick. I'm going to move as fast as I can. I'm talking as fast as I can. I, I had a little cup of coffee, so that helps me out. <laughs> breathe, God. High-level international – this is so important. High-level international bankers simulate the collapse of the global financial system. Okay? Now, remember, I think it, they called it Event 201 How in 2019, how they had done a tabletop exercise that was an, a direct mimic identical scenario to what happened with the covid thing which of course was patented like by it's like but but of course the fact checkers you know the lie checkers um they they're going to come out and, and, and it's so funny too you can put like um you can type into like google you can type um uh obama funded wuhan lab in 2015 and you put it into google and all you see is like five six seven pages of fact checkers saying that's a lie that's a lie that's a lie then you go over to duck duck go, you type the same thing in <laughs> bingo <laughs> you get an immediate hit and there's no fact checkers at all oh boy anyway next one up hackers declare war on anti-abortion states okay so the attacks will continue they say Okay, so, you know, again, it's all it, – this, this is all aligning rather well, suspiciously, with what our good friend Klaus Schwab and his uh, – oh, gosh, I don't even get me going. But anyway, was like he was – I played the clip enough times. But anyway, I'll probably play it again and again and again and again and again and again and again. Next one up. Explosive report confirms massive network of CIA spies in the Ukraine.
5: You're good. Thanks, Captain. Obvious. I was on a totally different track.
3: Next headline: U.S. farmers are hit by chemical shortages, according to Reuters. Now remember, uh, Russia has come out and publicly stated we will give you all of the uh, uh, fertilizers and herbicides and whatever we got. We got entire, you know, ship, gigantic tankers ready to drop it and help everybody out. And no one's listening. No one's listening. They're willing to sacrifice their own people. People are going to freeze to death in Germany. People are going to freeze to death in Austria. They are going to die. There are going to be a lot of dead bodies that are going to come out because they can't get the LNG gas from Gazprom. Russia wanted to give them more LNG gas because some of the countries want to rebel against the West and Biden. And maybe they know he's a shape-shifting reptilian. Maybe they figured it out. I don't know. But here's the thing. Like I said before, Russia took – so the Ukrainian Nazis blew up one of the um, pumps that pumps the LNG gas across uh, to Europe, okay? So they blew it up. Okay, Russia said uh, – so then the Russia goes back in, takes control. They get the pump. They take the pump, and they ship it over to Canada, which is where it was made, and uh, to get it fixed. Well, because of the sanctions against Russia, Canada grabs it and says, oh, this is from Russia. we got to put this in a warehouse somewhere. So now what? People are going to (sighs) die. Anyway, next one up. Biden once again claims another pandemic is on the way. How could he possibly know? And look at there. He's standing right in front of it's the G7. And there's Trudeau. Trudeau, who never had an original thought in his entire life, who still wears diapers. Well, I don't know if he wears diapers, but he sure looks like it. Next one up. First potential monkeypox case detected in Minnesota. And folks, if there was one in Minnesota, how many do you think there are by now? And that's a pretty, you know, that 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 that, that's that's a relative, you know, that's only like four or five days old. So by now, it's probably like who knows. All right, next one up. Breitbart reports Joe says no Biden White House blocks the New Atlantic Pacific Ocean's drilling as global energy demands soar. So every chance they get, they shut down any type of power or energy. Every chance they get, even in the United States. Listen to this. Biden uh, halts the second largest United States liquid natural gas plant from restarting operations after there was an explosion. I mentioned this before. Folks, this is a setup. Who do you think set the explosion in the first place? This is not. It really doesn't take a you know a, a degree in physics to figure this out. As a matter of fact, the people with the degrees in physics are part of, part of the mass hysteria and hypnosis because they're like, no one could be that evil. I'm like, sorry, think again. All right, next one up. U.S. hypersonic missiles test fail for a second time. We just can't get it together. Maybe we need to hack into China's uh, computer systems and steal their uh, plans for hypersonic missiles. But no, you know what? We could probably do that. The Air Force Shadow uh, team. But you know, here's the thing. The the rulers, the, hedge, the these entities that are running this country right now, they don't. It's not part of the plan. The plan is to take the country down. They don't want us to have it. Anyway, next one up. Urgent call to update vaccines as target variants as cases rise to near record record levels. Yep, they're coming out now and they're saying there's another variant of COVID and it's going to just absolutely decimate mankind this winter. So you better stitch that mask to your mouth. Get out some duct tape and just put it over your mouth so you can't breathe. I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's mass hysteria. It's, it's absolutely insanity. I'm um, looking at my time. I'm six minutes over. You can't. Re- Ukraine fires ballistic missiles at Russian city, according to the Mis- Ministry of Defense. So now they're shooting ballistic missiles outside of their country. You might say, well, you know, why not? Why wouldn't you expect that? Well, let me just tell you. Talk about a way to escalate the situation beyond. Anyway, stand by, folks. And oh, and Kaliningrad – that kaliningrad threat where they uh were uh oh gosh who was it um lithuania is like going uh well that train's going through our territory so we're not going to let you send uh your train uh all your goods and services and all the stuff that you're, you know the goods that you're sending over to kaliningrad which is all russian they're like going we're going to block it so russia said yeah yeah you are are you okay so they go went ahead and got nuclear capable ballistic missiles on the rolling trucks that they have, and they just put them right along the, the border of Lithuania. You know how fast Lithuania opened up that train track? <laughs> They're like, sorry, sorry, only kidding, only kidding, sorry, hey, 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 we're just kidding, we're just kidding. Which is not taking any prisoners. They are sick and tired of this, and they have every reason to be. I am too. Alright, next one up. Never-before-seen microbes are trapped in glaciers, could spark new pandemics if they're released. Remember, the Larson B ice shelf is gone, the Larsen C ice shelf, I'm pretty sure is gone, and I think the D shelf is almost gone. So what we have is a situation where these glaciers are melting at a record rate. Remember that Nicholas von Rensburg, who was a seer, uh, a very prophetic, gifted from our Heavenly Father, uh, back in the early, uh, late 1800s, I believe it was was uh, told everybody that World War III would happen when the ice melts. All right, and on that note, let's jump over to Brother Gary Wayne. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And here here we go, double-checking the numbers. And Brother Gary, are you there?
4: I am, and uh, happy to be back with everybody tonight. And uh, another wonderful set of headlines we just uh, went through. It kind of of, of, makes you you wonder about (laughs) Yeah. I can't believe how people can't think something might be going on, and they have just have this complete deluge of uh, headlines. You're just pulling things, you know, out of uh, not just, but you're pulling things out of what's posted in all the newspapers and stuff like that. They may have a little bit different spin on it, but um, it's the same set of events. So, yeah, I think people should be maybe taking up a, you know, uh, taking notice, but um, they're they're not really quite ready to do so. I don't think.
3: You know, um, I will share this with you um, because it's a little encouraging, and I think we can all use a little encouragement amidst all of this insanity. The, I work in a very, very, very large company, and I have Zoom meetings with people, thousands of employees and all that kind of stuff. And I can tell you that a lot of folks are waking up. They're just not vocal about it because they know it's an explosive topic to bring up. And so what happens is I have a gift of being able to lure people, in some cases unbelievers, I can lure them into talking about things that they otherwise would never talk about because I throw out hints. I'm like, don't you think some of the things that are happening are just like absolutely crazy? That's, that's what I'll do. I'll lure them. I already know the answer. I'm just luring them into opening up, and I'm discovering a lot more people than I thought are actually awakening or awake to some degree, and um, they just don't – they're afraid to talk about it. They're afraid. They see people getting arrested because of January 6th. They see the things that are happening, and they're like, I ain't talking about it.
4: Yeah, or and, – and that or they're looking for other, I guess, solutions or reasons for why these things are going on, right? So, but or I think that. It's I mean, a cycle. To,
3: That's the but, other thing is a, like, that concept of a cycle. Yeah. Oh, all this will pass. You know, Trump will get back in. He'll straighten yep. everything out. You know, that kind of thing, that mindset.
4: Yeah. And, you know, maybe things used to cycle. I'm not sure they did, but it just seems like they're, it's like sort of building something as it goes. I mean, um, there's always uh, an add on to no matter seemingly what administration is in there and it's all heading into the same direction. I just, I'm just not convinced people are wanting to say, Hey, we need to stand up and put an end to it. But like you say, increasingly, Um, You know, you can be thrown in jail without representation um, and left there for a long period of time without health care or a lawyer or any sort of civil rights at all. And they just call you a terrorist now by executive order and uh, eliminate uh, the Constitution. I think we are I said this about a year or so ago and. Uh, maybe a little bit longer. Um, that, you know, I think we're actually in the uh, post-constitutional right uh, epoch, and I think uh, we're going to see more and more trampling of the rights as we go. At least they're going to try. Um, at least in the United States, they have a little bit stronger constitution than elsewhere. Uh,
3: you know, you're right.
4: Elsewhere, it's privileges. I think it should be better described as.
3: You're absolutely right. As a matter of fact, in the beginning of the program, I was telling everybody, I said, I, I don't care which one of the 243 countries, including the island nations that you're in, worldwide, 8.3 billion people. I don't care where you are. If you want to know whether or not this this global reset 2.0 new world order event will be interrupted, okay, slowed down, if, you know, you need to watch the United States elections because that is the only thing that could slow it down. The only thing. And um, and and that's it, that's it, that's you know game over kind of thing, uh, and uh, so I you know I I, I don't know what's going to happen, I don't know, but I think I think I know that you're absolutely right. The National Defense Authorizations Act of 2012 has already removed habeas corpus. I mean, under certain uh, a whole big broad list of circumstances, under the NDAA for 2012, I mean habeas corpus is gone. The Constitution is wiped out under that. But most people don't even know about it.
4: Yeah, and so they're going to continue to push away. But, you know, we'll see we'll see what happens. But it just seems that the door is is widening and things are being built and, and in a way that uh, people may be waking up to to a certain degree, I don't think, quite quickly enough. I don't think they're quite – I think we're waiting till it's too late to uh, stop what they're going to do. I mean, you look at what happened in Canada for – no reason whatsoever in terms of a threat to national security or anything like that, but just because the prime minister is of a different political opinion, he created the Emergency Act. And just that's, that's martial, martial law. law. It's just yeah. unbelievable.
2: Amen. Yeah.
3: It, and it, it, not only is it martial law, but check it out. He is like the um, like the star pet he's like a teacher's pet for klaus schwab i mean there are so many photographs of those two giving each other hugs and kisses and stuff i mean oh my gosh go <laughs> are just like oh klaus show oh, klaus can i have your baby you know it's just unbelievable <laughs> but anyway i'm
4: like run from canada you know yes yeah he, he he is a darling of the globalist there's no doubt about that
3: yeah, putting it lightly, right? <laughs> You're the master of understatement. <laughs> putting it lightly, yes. right? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny.
4: Yeah, I don't. I'm not exaggerating tonight. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, yeah. Great, great, great stuff and great headlines and um, yeah. <laughs> so tonight I was, uh I'm planning on talking to everybody about chapter 33 in my book and it's called the Nephilim Wars and in in this book uh, as opposed to the book that i'm hoping is going to be up by the end of the year i i i go through most of the, the the nephilim wars but not in the detail that i will in the second book but it's it's important to understand what is going on in the time of the exodus and now we're into a period that's 40 years later at where israel was required after the numbers 13 uh, episode with the spies coming back from the uh, covenant land and the evil report by the uh, terrified uh, scouts that uh, caused Israel not to want to uh, go in and challenge the, the land loaded with giants. And so between that and the golden calf episode uh, and God you know, I think testing Moses to a certain degree and saying that he would, you know, destroy Israel and start all over with Moses again because he's the only one that was showing faith and loyalty at a degree that was going to be required. Um, Moses stands up and the resolution is that God will permit 40 years in the desert, uh, not an easy life, but 40 years in the desert to forge their faith. Not just to forge their faith, but to sort of try and, eliminate through one generation um, all the polytheism that was bred into them in egypt where they grew up and they had just returned to the land of the covenant that was dominated by Amorites and other canaanite nations and the raphaim and they're seeing the full sins that god was talking to abraham about terms what the Amorites would do and when Israel would return and in their first encounter they weren't ready for that and so as we look at what the 40 years are designed to do they're not only designed to you know increase their faith in God uh, Mm -hmm. to do seemingly what would be the impossible but to follow his directions to the letter and Just as the same expectations would have been, you know with the Holy Covenant and To also increase their ability to wage battle. I mean this was a nation of slaves They didn't have the training and they're going to require the training to go up against the most powerful nations of the world uh, of that time and these are nations that have iron weapons they have iron weaponry built into the super weapon of that period of time, the chariot, and they are expert horsemen, and they have iron swords, and they have all the armor that they need, and they have all of these factories that have been set up to manufacture these weapons, and they're living in not just castles. These are fortresses beyond what our imagination can be in terms of the the size, in terms of the height of the walls and the thickness of the walls, that if they lose an open battle that they can retreat back into and seemingly feel quite safe within those walls. And this is the military machine of many nations that Israel is expected to go up against. And so in chapter 33 um, I actually sort of move forward and, uh, and I jump forward from one of the battles that I don't don't cover and I'm going to cover that one tonight but I want to read the uh, I want to read the first that I used to open up the chapter it sort of sets the table for what's going on in, in, in the Nephilim Wars and it comes from uh, Deuteronomy 9, 1 through 2 And this is after the battles uh, with with uh, King Og and King uh, Sihan and the five Midianite kings of that pentapolis, and so this is—it's so, such an interesting context that after that battle, and I'll cover it off that eastern campaign uh, in, in the next show in, in a lot more detail. Uh, but the language here is just for me startling in terms of what they have already accomplished. And they haven't yet crossed the Jordan and into the covenant land and the things that they're going to be up against. That's what I find so amazing about this verse. And so I open the chapter with it and it says uh, from the NIV uh, Bible, it says, "Hero Israel, you are now about to cross the Jordan to go in and dispossess nations greater and stronger than you with large cities that have walls up to the sky. The people are strong and tall, Anakites. You know about them and have heard it said, who can stand up against the Anakites? They just defeated the last of the Rephaim and King Ock, ok, and Sihon was Raphaim, and this is the home of the Raphaim in the Mount Hermon region, and this is the verse in preparation for what they're up against, and what they've seen so far is nothing Compared to what they're going to be taking on And it sort of occurs to me, you know in terms of the headlines and what our discussion was is that when we're looking for people to stand up uh, think about what Israel had to stand up against uh, Because not only were they powerful weapons, but they were Giants and there were hybrid Giants and so just as we sort of power before that, so did they. And so they require that full years of discipline, and yet that was still going to require more than that to take on the challenge to push back on those who run this world. And so Deuteronomy 9, uh, 1 through 2, it it, it, it introduces uh, some details that underscore the veracity of the report that was done in Numbers 13 by Caleb and and Joshua to the accuracy of that part as opposed to some of the embellishment that was used to try and terrify the Israelites so they wouldn't go in that's how terrified these uh, scouts that did the evil report were from what they saw and thought that they they would have no chance and of course they wouldn't unless they put their faith in God unless they followed the instructions to the T and, and and unless they had prepared themselves militarily to do what they needed to do to finish the battle that, that God was going to help them into and have Joshua and Moses lead them into so so Moses recaps the details from the scouts and the veracity he talks about in Deuteronomy 9 after the Og Sihon and Midianite wars He says, these are the people in the land of the covenant, nations that are stronger and greater. These are the hybrids. These will be like the Amorites, the most dominant people of the land and often akin to being um, the name used for other Canaanite tribes and Canaanites as well. But they were a distinct tribe and the most powerful in the most locations, both east of the Jordan River and west of the Jordan River. And uh, very, very powerful people in terms and when working in partnership with the uh, with, with the Rephaim and not only are there the Amorites but you have the Canaanites and, and, and most all of the other Canaanite tribes that are within the covenant land and, and working in relationship with the uh, Rephaim kings and so Moses in, in Deuteronomy 9 also covers a Often they have large cities with walls up to the sky. they just taken over and destroyed 60 of those cities of King Og and over 30 of those cities of probably 35 or 40 based on the pentapolis makeup of their military networks and five city-states of the Midianites. They just knocked over about 100 of those large cities with large walls up to the sky that held giants in behind and yet Moses is still giving them words to try and get their courage up because what was going to follow was going to be even worse and that these people are strong and tall the Anakites the Anakim as I like to call them and the Anakim in Deuteronomy 1 Deuteronomy 2 is described as the giants, which is the Hebrew word rapha and the male plural is raphaim just as Og was the last of the giants, rapha, raphaim. And the giant tribes show up twice as being called raphaim as the sort of root tribe in Genesis 14 in the War of Giants and then in the land, that God is promising Abraham in Genesis 15 and just before we get uh, the prophecy of the sins of the Amorites coming up. So it's amazing with the consistency of the Bible. And these are Rephaim people. And there are many different branches of the Raphaim. They have different vernacular names in the different cities, as we've covered in shows past, whether or not it's the Horim or elsewhere. And it says, you know, who can stand against these people? And that's the people that they're going up. So strong was this military alliance that was in uh, the land of the covenant. And so, we're also told an interesting detail as they're describing the enact, is, is that these are the children of enact. So in number thirteen and. In, in other passages in the Bible, you're going to get three kings that are listed in, in the accurate part of the report, and they're an act of Hebron, and their names are Sheshai, Telmai, and Ahiman. But, you know, typically you understand that there's four of them there because they're the children of Anak, which is not the children of the giants, which is Nephilim, which is in Numbers search- thirteen. Which is that embellishment that we talked about previously. So there's at least four kings there, or maybe Anak is no longer around, but they were very long-lived, so one suspects they're likely around. And what's interesting about that is the patriarch, as it's talked about in Joshua, uh, twice in Joshua, you get the name Arba, and his name does not show up in the Table of Nations, but his name means four. And so you wonder whether or not Arba had four sons uh, that made up the Anakite tribe so there's a relationship between the four giants that are talked about in 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 number 13 and the definition to Arba in 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 Hebrew so I'm kind of thinking that it is the uh, the father and the three sons that are being talked about there Uh, and again sort of bringing everything into sort of perfect cohesion in terms of the uh, biblical accounts, just as the accounts are perfectly consistent in the different passages um, that are covered in the Bible, from Numbers 13, as we talked about, how it stacks up with Deuteronomy 12, and then how it stacks up with Deuteronomy 1, just as the... Israelites are about to leave the desert after 40 years, uh, 40 years of preparation uh, about the people that they're going to face again. And this is before they're going to fight uh, the Battle of Atharim, which we're going to cover off tonight, and also march east towards uh, um, the kingdoms of Og, Sihon, and, and, and the Midianites as they walk if they have to travel through Edom, Ammon, and Moab to to get there. And in Deuteronomy 1, um, and before starting out, after 40 years, um, Moses is giving a reminder of the people that they were afraid of, the people that were greater and taller. These are the hybrids, distinct from the classification of the Anakim, just as in uh, Deuteronomy 9 that we just covered off. And they, they live in great and walled cities up to heaven, up to the sky. Um, so this is going to include Og and, and Sihon and, and the Midianites. And that there was also the Anak, and then specifically, as I just mentioned, the sons of the Anak. And the Anak are separately from the people that are greater and taller. So the hybrids are uh, human Rephaim hybrids uh, the Nepali, or the Rephaim after the flood seem to have a fertility issue in terms of reproduction, and they can, they start marrying into the Canaanites and we get nine Canaanite tribes in first chronicles and Genesis ten who are patriarchists, so they don't have their patriarch in the table of nations just this Arba the patriarch of. Uh, the Anakim name is not in the Table of Nations, and seemingly Rafa, which would be seemingly the name for the original Raphaim tribe and the patriarch uh, that would have produced uh, King Og, and the, the people of the Mount Hermon area that were Raphaim uh, is not listed in there. So we get we need to understand that there's, there's two distinctions of the people that are there. And again, all of this goes to with the consistency and there's more passages as well that cover this consistency that the Bible is making very, very clear. And that again, just so that we understand in Deuteronomy 1, in verse 27 and 44, we get the Amorites, which are the main people of the covenant land and also east of the Jordan. And in this class, Classification. I think, as I said earlier, this probably expands beyond the Amorites because in a number of passages it has said Amorites and Canaanites, and Canaanites would be sort of the archetypical um, uh, father of all of the Canaanites and used in that way as classifying all the various sons of Canaan and the tribes as one people, and the Amorites seem to be used like that. Uh, But certainly in Numbers 1333, we get a few more names like the Canaanites, for example, and uh, a few other tribes that are in there as well, to give you an idea of what I'm talking about there. And so the Amorites occupied uh, the land uh, east of the Jordan and west of the Jordan. And they were the most powerful of the Canaanite tribes. And it's interesting though that as, as as I start off in the book and I cover Israel marching to King Og and King Sihon to take them on first and their uh, allied Midianite kings that's not the first battle of the of the Nephilim wars after the 40 years in the desert. What's interesting is is God makes them take on some of their Demons, so to speak uh, in terms of what what might be haunting this new generation trained for war and hopefully to follow the instructions of God he's going to take them back to a place called Atharim and I call this the battle of Atharim and what's interesting is is you take that name back to Hebrew that means the way of the spies back to the same place where the scouts went in and then came back to where Israel was base camp, and then they didn't accept the land of Honey that they would have to fight for, that they were too afraid to do so, and God now takes them back there. And they're the king of Arad that is um, ruling in that area. And he rules from a royal Canaanite city of Arad. That's a royal Raphael. City. So in the Pentapolis city-states, you're going to have a royal city of each of the tribes, just as the uh, Gibeonites, and they're also called Hivites, have royal cities, just as Og has a royal city, just as Sion, that's just the organizational structure. They will have a royal city, capital city of the Pentapolis, and in some of the kings, as in um, Augusttheon they had multiple pentapolises august as I mentioned had sixty cities that's twelve pentapolis cities and this was like a city in the region of Negev and about seventeen miles south of hebron and, and south of Kiryat Arba, which is the home of which was the original name of Hebron, and the place where the, the, the scouts also reported from, and they reported Sheshai, Talmi, and Ahimon of kings of of Hebron, kings of Kiriath Arba, of the of the Anakim. So it seems that with that close proximity, King Arad and his Metapolis cities, set of cities, would have been allies with Hebron and maybe even allies with Jerusalem and the pentapolis of city-states that was with Jerusalem, and the Jerusalem was held by the Jebusites at, at, at that time. Um, and again, Jebusites are also associated with uh, the Amorites, and also in Jerusalem. So again, you get that mixing of how sort of dominant the Amorites were, and in how many different locations that they were. And this was a you know a Raphaim king over the Canaanites. And so these would be Canaanite hybrids that he was king over. And the Rephaim were king over all of the Canaanite tribes. They were, The hybrids were subservient to the larger and stronger and more powerful and uh, dynast, dynastic kings uh, of the Rephaim. And Arad is one of those dynastic ancient kings. So there would be a lineage of kings that would be named similar to him, just as cities are, are named after a lot of the Raphaim kings. And so you get a two terms which are kind of used to to denote that. One is patronymic. So if you're a, a descendant of the patriarch and you have the same name, you have a patronymic name in the dynasty. And if you name a city after uh, a patriarch or a famous uh, individual and in that is a, named patrally, uh, after the Raphaim. So most of those major cities of ancient history were probably named after specific giants, at least in the Middle East. It's, uh, more often than not. And so King Arad, who I said, you know, had a, a, an alliance, a pentapolis that was uh, aligned with Hebron, um, Israel, um, now fortified with this new faith they get a little bit too exuberant and they're going to run into some trouble in their first battle and israel attacked uh, in the first battle but did not follow god's instructions and so god wasn't with them so they were now ready to fight but they weren't ready to listen to god yet which is the test of this battle and of course they get their butts kicked So not the best way to start off but again it demonstrates that unless they're going to put their faith in God and they're going to follow God's instruction and let God do the things he needs to do to set these giant nations up for Israel to battle with they're going to lose they're not going to win on their own so God is going to send things like the hornets uh, after them and for some reason the hornets uh, they just drive the Rephaim absolutely crazy Uh, You know, the great swelling that you get with with the hornet bites Um, and whatever that sort of chemistry is, it sort of set in a sense of panic with with these giants and it made it easy for Israel to go out onto the battlefield after God had served them up and, and to be able to take on These giants and the hybrid and all of their weaponry and all of their chariots and all of their horses and all of their military training meant nothing when they were running and scattering in in a state of panic. So Israel needed to learn another lesson, even after 40 years. And they're going to have a few more lessons to learn before they're ready to um, take on the greater challenge and it's going to be something that continues to plague them but not nearly to the same degree as what happened right out after uh, the Exodus when you had a nation that was raised up as slaves and completely immersed in polytheism. But that's the challenge and even with the demonstration of God's power and what he did through the 40 years, they were still stiff-necked and so but again this is a different generation and they now go back to god they understand why they lost and they now have some contrition and and they now know that they're not going to win without god and so israel goes back and humbles themselves before god and they double down on this battle they're saying we're not done yet we're willing to fight and that if god and they vow to god that if he delivers the Giants they will utterly destroy the people in all of Arad's cities so the pentapolis city-states and all the village networks that are part of the military makeup of their defense the strategy they're going to wipe out if God it delivers them out that delivers them up that's what they're going to do and of course God delivered Arad and his army and Israel did utterly destroy Arad's uh, pentapolis and uh, empire. And it's, what's really interesting is that, that word utterly destroyed, and you're going to find that it comes up a lot in the of wars. And what's so interesting about that is it goes back to a specific Hebrew word. That's the Hebrew word haram. Uh, C-H-A-R-A-M and it comes out of a series of words that also uses Herman, and what it means is to be totally devoted or consecrated to but it can mean that in a couple of ways as in, you know, sort of loyal but also to be devoted and consecrated to completely destroying something or some people in a religious sacrificial destruction and that was going to be the theme that would come up over and over and over in in the raphaim wars the nephilim wars of the conquest of the covenant of the land is that they were going to do a ritual sacrifice and cleanse the land of the giants and the giant hybrids who have totally defiled the land in all of the time since the flood because the Rephaim were the aboriginal people of the covenant land. And the Canaanites, after Babel, move there and settle in with them, and that's when they start to produce some of the hybrid nations of the nine patriarchal nations of Canaan. And they do horrible things, just as Ham and Canaan are associated with these these crimes and you get a lot of references back to the things that they did to the land and a lot of reasons for the laws that come down that Israel is going to have to follow are in sort of a direct challenge and a retaking of the land and in a way that Israel would treat the land and the laws in a completely different manner than what the polytheist giants did. And so this was going to be the tone, utter destruction, but in a ritual way because the giants had laid there in wait for the nation of hope. They knew they would come to them because that was God's land. And they knew that from their gods, from uh, the post-Diluvian offspring gods, the Balim of Mount Hermon they would have informed them of that, that they're going to be coming back because this is the land that God had separated for himself. That's recorded in Deuteronomy 32. Um, Just as the rest of the nations and the lands were divided up amongst the gods of polytheism who run this earth, they had the rest. And these are the gods that are represented in Psalms 82 with the Council of the Gods. So everything sort of connects, and this is what's going on, that God is going to retake his land, and he's gifting that as his land to his people, who he has created to be the resolution, um, the next stage of the resolution to the angelic rebellion, because the Adamites, uh, and then through Noah, and then through Abraham, and then through Judah, and through the producing of the Messiah we were created as a resolution to the angelic rebellion. And this is why the giants are there. And this is why the giants are trying to wipe Israel from the face of the earth so that does not happen. This is the context that we need to understand the conquest wars in that. These were, uh, this was a mismatch beyond all sorts of proportions and only through God were they going to win. And it was an ambush To ensure that polytheism would continue on the earth and that the humankind uh, that God had created uh, would never be raised up to be like angels and to be the resolution to angelic rebellion and that we would never be able to and this is sort of what sort of insurance that they were trying to take out that we would never be able to judge the angels the fallen angels they committed crimes against humanity because they thought they would never have to see that because they did not anticipate resurrection as the book of Corinthians talks about. Otherwise, they wouldn't have had them crucified. So this is the war that begins the, the the Nephilim War, and they're a long ways away from where they're going to march to next. And it's just the beginning. But they took on a capitalist city state of five fortresses and all the villages and they utterly destroyed those and the people and all of the army that had you know, was literally giants, so hyper giants and, and real refining giants. And now God orders them to march east, not directly into the covenant land. So they've waited forty years, they've now uh, I'm going to follow God's rules and they have the faith to have the training. They want to go right into the land. But God says, no, you're, you're not, we're not going there first. And you're going to march east and you're going to uh, not enter into the covenant land via Gaza, uh, which would have been one option and through the Philistine country and or directly into the land from where the spies had entered from from the location of the way of the spies. They were right there. They could have continued on in and into Hebron and into Jerusalem, but God is pulling them a different direction because he knows they're still not quite ready. And so once he orders them to travel around Edom and not uh, do war with Edom because not all of Edom intermarried with giants, as as is as, as recorded in, in Genesis 36, for example, with the original Dukes of Edom, which are the Horim, which are the Raphaim and the Aboriginals that the Edomites, the uh, descendants of Esau um, intermarried with. Only some of them did in the Seir region, and the ones just east of them, they, you know, took their inheritance of their land, and they had removed the giants just as deuteronomy 2 said and as they continued to march forward they were not permitted to war with Amon and moab which were the descendants of lot for the same reason they had removed the amites and the zabzunites and the zuzites from or the zuzim uh, from their land just as god had helped them and they were um, receiving part of the inheritance as well just as part of edom did that uh, was promised to Abraham so it's part of that greater dispersing of the land and Israel of course will get all of the land in the millennium but this is how um, he is dividing up the land at this point in time for the descendants of Abraham so this discourages the Israelites and it disappoints them and they start to grumble and moan and murmur and mumble and do all, all the things that they did before the 40 years and it's a test that Israel is failing, but, you know, God is Alpha Omega, so he knows all of this would happen. He's just, he's actually helping Israel, they just don't know it. But they're quite stiff-necked, and uh, they're grumbling so much that in Numbers 21.4, um, and it's, you know, it's demonstrating that they're still not following God's directions, and to have complete faith in those directions. So this is another test and a punishment. And God's going to send the message strongly. He's going to send the poisonous snakes, the poisonous snakes. And in some translations, they're called fiery serpents. And fiery is that word that goes back to seraph, seraphim of the serpent-faced angels. But it can also mean poisonous snakes. So interesting in this sort of uh, Story that's going on uh, after the Battle of Atherinum, and, and, and while they're they're still marching through the desert, and they're being attacked by these uh, these poisonous
0: snakes
4: as punishment. That you get a mixing of seraph and poisonous, and so in this application, seraph you know seraph can mean poisonous or it can mean um, fiery or it can also mean the seraph. I mean you have to sort of pick the right translation for the application. It's got a, fit the narrative that it's in and the sentence that it's in, and it's got to fit elsewhere. So these poisonous snakes weren't seraphim of angels. I mean, you could, you could make that case, but it really doesn't stand the test of the details that, that are going on here. Um, these, are, these are poisonous snakes, and they actually kill many of the Israelites, and other ones are in extraordinary pain. And so Moses is instructed to make an image of a fiery serpent. This time, this is an image of a seraph. This is of a healing seraphim that he's going to put atop the pole. And the Israelites um, who want to be cured are asked to go up to the pole and touch it, and they're going to be cheered. And so we have distinctions within the paragraph of the usage, and sometimes the translators don't always always get it right. But what we have to understand is is there's a message to what's going on in the greater context, and this was a punishment for not following directions, and it wasn't intended to start polytheism as in worshipping seraphim angels, and it wasn't to wipe Israel from the face of the earth. It was just one of those sort of wake-up calls and saying, hey, look, This is the first battle. It's a small battle in comparison to what's coming. And you've already not followed my instructions both before the battle, and then again after the battle. And so this is designed to grab their attention in a way that uh, they might have more fear, I guess, of not following God. Uh, because this is very, very serious, and sort of an incidental sort of piece of information is is that there is a common very poisonous deadly that is in the area of the desert that Israel was in, and it was it was called at that time the uh, uh, well, it still is called this because they probably didn't call it that at that time, but in, in, in modern sort of Latin terms, as they, as they call it, these different types of snakes, this is the Echis the coloratus. And probably the snake, in terms of the descriptions, in terms of the copper color and everything, was the snake that was actually, the kind of snake that was attacking Israel. And so... Um, Israel repents after this, and they're in awe of how this image that God had commanded Moses to make of a seraphim angel actually works and 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 cheers them. And it becomes something of legend. And again, so some over time, some of the message of this this, this story in the desert with the snakes gets lost because we get in 2 Kings 18:4. With the people of Israel, uh, a worship of something called the uh, Neshastan, N E H O S H S T E A N, and as you take that back into Hebrew, it's it's an image of you know something made in copper, just as uh, the seraphim were a copper, also a copper, fiery colored uh, angel. That's the that is the. Image and the material that Moses was asked to make this um, seraphim image of that that he put on top of of the pole. And it's the same image that Jesus is going to refer to uh, in in the New Testament. And what's also interesting here is, is that the Israelites were prepared to worship this kind of God down the road because this was also something known in polytheism and the seraphim watchers were sort of the gods who provided the knowledge of medicine so you have like in the Greek mythology for example you have the god Asclepius, who is the god of medicine and he gives us medicine to, to humankind and to the demigods the, uh, the titan heroes offsprings of gods and, and, and humans females and his son is um, Hippocrates, And that's the oath that doctors swear to today in their oath uh, as a doctor and as in medicine. So you can see the sort of polytheism and the snake imagery between the snake that's uh, wrapped around Hermes or is, uh king, depending on which um, mythology that, that you're looking at. and one sometimes it's a single serpent snake. Um, and other times it's a double ser- serpent snake that has sort of a DNA look to it it all depends on whether or not it's a, a professional or a commercial uh, medical association that uses that sort of simply but it's paying homage back just as the Israelites were paying homage back to ne- Nehoshethan or
0: hopefully
4: I didn't butcher that word too badly Nehushtan. and so um, the imagery is consistent in, in in our history. We just need to sort of recognize that that, that sort of imagery. And you know, the, the uh, this is an interesting side note. Um, there was a sister uh, to Hippocrates, uh, uh, and and also a daughter of Asclepius, and that's Hygieia. And of course, the pharmaceutical companies uh, in the older, more tradition. uh, Imagery, they have uh, this sort of grail goblet and a snake that's kind of um, leaning over top, and it's called the bowl of Hygeia. And so she was also intimately connected with the original knowledge and technology that was passed on um, to the uh, knowledge cults, to the mystery schools and to the mystical religions where they would mix in terms of where ideas is involved, it would be more the magic spells and the potions and things like that that we might know as pharmaceuticals today. And sorceries in the New Testament revelation were used four times for pharmakia, pharmacosis, and pharmacos, which is what Babylon uses to uh, lead the world astray uh, in, in the last probably seven to ten years. So so it's kind of an interesting sort of reference that we need to understand that this is an imagery uh, of knowledge and of medicine uh, that is still used today and that is the same imagery that was used to heal the Israelites and what God is proving there is He's he's above the seraphim angels loyal or rebellious and he can use that imagery for good. And that's the difference is knowledge is neither good nor evil. It's how it's used that counts. And so you can use knowledge for good and you can use knowledge for evil. Humankind has a propensity to use it for, for evil. And that's the problem with developing knowledge and technologies without proper rules and guidance to, to be able to do so. And this healing god was called in polytheism Raphael. So, uh, Rapha, as in Raphaim and L as in God, and Rapha goes back to Hebrew with three separate meanings. One is uh, Rapha, which means, as in uh, physician, medicine, to heal or to self heal. Which is the Raphaim were thought to have self healing abilities, and that's the root word for, and that's seventy four ninety. 5 and then 7496 is Rafa as well for the demonic spirits of the giants uh the bot you know after the body dies the spirits don't go to sleep and those are shades demon spirits words like that that have described um, these spiritual beings that descend from uh from the body of giants after they die and Then 7497 is Rapha for the tribe of giants and Raphaim for for, for the plural. So again, everything is neatly sort of connected in there. And Raphael is also in the Apocrypha of the Old King James Version Bible is is noted in a couple of those books as, as being a loyal angel. But there's also similar spelling names on the polytheist side. And so this healing God, even though Raphael means healer of God or doctor of God or medicine of God, um, it was the name for a loyal angel, but it was also used inappropriately. It may have been, you know, very close to the name of the original name of the Skepleius and other gods of the various pantheons in terms of developing the knowledge cult and medicine that, that came, came out of it. So after this... So after the Battle of Atherdom, after the lessons of Atherdom, then the instructions of where and how this conquest and this this campaign is going to take place, there has to be a resetting again to grab Israel's attention and preparedness for what they're going to be taking on, just as we talked about in opening up the presentation tonight in Deuteronomy 9. And after they had defeated the giants in the eastern campaign. Moses is going to give that advice and that stern preparedness that it's going to get even tougher from there, and it's going to be something that Israel is going to need to be aware of if they're going to become the nation, continue to be the nation of hope, and take over the covenant land so that you can that they can bring about. The, uh, the messiah so then after all of that they're finally ready to march and they're going to march east and north as i said and they're not going to get complete cooperation from edom and edom refuses to let them pass pass through but israel is now under the orders you are not to attack edom you're not to attack Amon, you're not to attack Moab and you're to follow their sort of lead in terms of how they're going to receive you. So they're going to have to march even further along uh, into the south and then turn north from there. And then they're going to march through Amman and Moab without mishap. And then they're going to prepare from there to launch into the eastern campaign um, that is the Again, as we talked about with King Og, the last of the Raphaim, the last of the giants, so the, the most powerful king and the most powerful pentapolis of 60 city-states under his control and villages in between, and King Sihan with uh, probably 40, because there's certainly, certainly over 40 of how many he had, and this was going to be the next step up. Whereas in Athraim, they only took on five city-states. And so next uh, show, we'll be covering the Eastern Campaign and uh, looking forward to coming back and talking to you and providing you details and context to uh, what really happened in the Exodus and the... the
3: oh, my gosh. Gary's call dropped at the very very last second I can't believe it um, <laughs> but anyway uh, wow and I'll just say thank you Gary as always um, we're looking forward already for your visit um, uh, next month same time same place praise God um, uh, but I'm looking at the show console and I'm like it says color XYZ element of just dropped and I was like oh man well at least he got his whole message out and he was saying goodbye at the time uh, so I'll send him a little email i'm sure he'll pop me over in a message too uh as well but again what an awesome i mean uh i i got that book for a friend of mine he's uh going through a little bit of legal trouble and long story short boy he he just loved it and now he's like sharing it with everybody and you know who knows what's going to happen with that situation but anyway praise god so um uh i'll keep my eyes open just in case gary i don't think gary's going to call back because he just you know well, he's smart. You know, He's going to be like, oh, I only have 60 seconds left. What would be the point in calling back? So anyway, um, yeah, I, uh, just an absolutely incredible book, How the Descendants of Giants plan to, plan to Enslave Mankind. I did get that book for a friend, uh, like I mentioned, and I just want you to know this guy was not ordained. He doesn't know anything about any of these giant things, right? And he was blown away by the book, and he said he read it more than once. So uh anyway, that's impressive because that is a very, very detailed and very large book, praise God. And, and Gary's already working on a second one uh coming up uh 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 well supposedly going to be released later late, later later this year that is if we're all alive still by i don't I, I, you know who knows what's going to happen all right praise god but anyway i wanted to take this opportunity since we have a another 27 minutes or whatever left of the program and just go ahead and finish up i want to catch up with the most apocalyptic of the apocalyptic news headlines and just continue to share with you uh just the last few of highly apocalyptic headlines again i'm going through at this rate uh probably something to the tune of about 150 to 200 very very apocalyptic you know like every one of them is newsworthy and then i gotta cherry pick through them and say okay this one's you know i gotta you know so that's what i, I pick the hopefully the best of the best as best as i can uh and um let me go ahead and finish those off so that we can actually catch up for a change, because usually i have to push several uh headlines out you know to get to get the guest on so anyway let me just go ahead and catch up right now and share these with you uh, uh so that you have uh you know so because the, so things are happening i mean even as we're talking on the program here and gary was doing uh his awesome job um i'm getting headlines that are flying in like um turns out that the ohio police officers that uh went after the 25 year old black man well they got the body cam footage and guess what they shot him 90 times <laughs> I mean folks, talk about the perfect storm. Are you kidding me? How can that be? How can anybody for any reason ever shoot anybody 90 times? Oh, oh gosh, anyway. So, um yeah, the reports just you can't go it seems like you can't go 60 minutes anymore without some kind of oh no, here comes another black lives matter massive, out, you know, fires and Okay, I'll just be astonished if they don't if there isn't a humongous outcry and massive protests over that 90 times, please. Come on. Anyway, uh, next headline up and then we'll go ahead and close the show. There's just a handful of them, but they're all really pretty important. Hallelujah. And uh, here we go. So here is uh, now I I ended with this, but I'm going to repeat it once again. Never before seen microbes are trapped in glaciers and could spark new pandemics if released now. This is actually not a new concept. There have been movies that have been uh, made about this, this idea that a glacier melts and something spooky or creepy from where Eversville comes out and it's either a monster or it's some kind of, um, you know, virus or something. Uh, So that that, um, theme, that plot is not new. So the question I would ask myself is, is this a legitimate concern? And I mean, I can see where it could be a legitimate concern, hypothetically. Um, but anyway, I find it fascinating that this this has been released uh, on Living Science. I think it was one of the websites. where I think it was the origin, but it's also being parroted. Uh, all over the internet, okay? Because uh, the one, the one that I have displayed in the show notes, which I still haven't put up on the website, so I got to get on the stick here. So file, save as, um, and save it as a PDF. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm a bonehead. Yeah, I got to get this one saved out properly. But anyway, um, the uh, this is significant because if this is, this could be a cover story for what we talked about earlier, the monkey pox, monkey pox at the Wuhan lab. Come on. I, you know, I, when, when the monkey pox original threat sort of thing bubbled up, I immediately went out and searched the history of monkeypox, realized that it really doesn't hurt anybody. Not really. There's no percentages of mortality. None of that. It's just ugly as heck and very, you know, it's painful. And, um, but, You know, it's not like this, you know, it's not like massively deadly. Okay, so anyway, so then, and I I even made a comment when it first came out. I'm talking about like when it first came out. I made a comment immediately on the first show. I said, what if they dorked around with this at Wuhan, you know, and did gain a function on it? And now it turns out that the headlines are coming out and saying, yes, they did. Okay, so that's like, oh, man. And then I found out from, like I said, I found out from Tamil and Belgium that it's all over their TVs over there. And, and so if it's, if it's on Belgium TVs, you can believe it's probably all over the European Union. All right, so that's a very bad sign. All right, praise God. And then, of course, then with the release of these concerns regarding microbes inside of glaciers that are melting, again, it's, it's a perfect storm. All right. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, um, next one up is spurred by the Supreme Court, a nation divides along the red and blue axis. So the only reason I wanted to to, uh, mention this one is because these headlines are everywhere. And why? Well, okay. So, and they even say in this particular article, call these the disunited states. So again, and and, it just makes a big list of everything that everybody's hating each other about and what the country's dividing over. And it's just, it's got it all in there. Okay. So why? Well, again, this is all about, you know, setting the stage for civil war outbreak. Okay. Which was seen by Dimitri Dudeman in his book. Uh, through the fire without burning. Uh, the Lord showed him that. Also, I'm not sure if it was Hank Kuhneman, but one of the um, prophets that my sister likes. I don't follow any of the evangelical pro- prophetic people. I just, you know, I have my own reasons. But one of them saw a vision of... Um, uh, a, a big giant letter X over the top of the United States and it was made of gunpowder and the person said it ignited in the center of the X and then burned out outward. And I thought, well, oh my gosh, you know, that is exactly, I mean, because Dimitri Dudeman, was, when he was shown it in his vision, he saw it in the central, breaking out in the central part of the country. And I just thought, wow, the vision lines up with the central part of the country and spreading out. So th- I, I'm, I'm convinced. Okay, this is exactly what's going to happen. And what we're seeing, supporting headlines routinely on every program, uh, underscoring and setting us all up for the inevitable. I mean, don't forget that the the documentary uh, that is still out there and available, it's called uh, The Social Dilemma. If you haven't watched it, you need to. The Social Dilemma, I believe it's on Netflix. If it's not, it's on Prime. Search it. Find it, read it, listen, or watch it. And you will see, uh, the computer scientists, they're no longer working for Google, uh, Facebook, um, YouTube, they're, but these are the, all of them, uh, they were, you know, they all created artificial intelligence engines and, uh, they were exceedingly concerned because they knew that it was causing suicides and children and all these kind of things. And it went in front of, in front of a Senate subcommittee for investigation and the Google uh, founding father of the engineering ai uh group uh told the senator because now he's on a crusade to, to tour the world and let and warn everybody what's coming and then the senator said this scares the heck out of me Wh- what do you think the end game is going to be and the guy said civil war you know they did that documentary quite a while ago i mean you know not not terribly long ago but long long enough ago. The point is that everything is pointing we that's it. It's queued up, it's teed up, it's definitely going to happen. Hallelujah, thank you Jesus, and then from there, what's next? Does that make this country vulnerable to World War 3? Is that the time when the Tu-95 bombers are going to fly over Canada and start, you know, a little bit of payback perhaps? All right, hallelujah, thank you Jesus. Next one up. Charisma News reports, evil on the rise, requests for exorcism have reportedly been booming as the cultures, our various cultures are dabbling in the occult. And this report is all, one, another one of those that's all over the internet. Um, and um, uh, it, it's just been increasing exponentially. And we've been reporting on it, praise God, for well over 10 years, but it's been increasing. That's the thing that's just so freaking... Well, no, anyway, so very end times. And we're, we're, you know, I said to somebody today, I think I forget who I was I was chatting with, but I said, you know, it, it, the whole world is like a, a handful of end times people sitting on a toboggan and they're all on fire. And the toboggan is like going down a really steep mountain at like, you know, an unto- I mean, just light speed straight to hell. And there's like no stopping the toboggan. You know, and the only thing that could potentially throw a little bit of a monkey wrench in the WES and all these, you know, New World Order freaks and these elites and everything else would be the Trump thing. But then, like I said earlier, you know, well, if the prophecies, dreams, and visions that talk about might happen to Trump happens wow what a trigger event and and by the way i found out that it was alabama was the uh so thank you vera Uh, she's the one who lives 800 miles north of the beaver um uh anyway so the um uh she she was saying it was Alab it was so it was an alabama college football game so i don't know when it occurred i don't know i don't like i said i don't follow that stuff but she spotted it and you know good for her praise god next one up World Net Daily reports that Dutch farmers are furious as the government's plan to forcibly close farms. Did you hear that? Now, this is no small thing, folks. Um, if you were looking at the photographs that are going, that go with these articles there's one from worldnet daily uh that they and they're parroting it from zero hedge which is awesome and then um there's another report uh from another news source and um one of them refers to it as dutch farmers the other one says farmers in the netherlands but the photograph of these farmers protesting there's got to be I don't know. I'm looking at this. I'm estimating maybe 5,000 or more tractors that are sh- shutting down freeways in this protest. I, it's just a sheer number. As far as the eye can see, I, 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 I'm not joking. You, I'm not exaggerating. I'm looking at this photograph, and it is literally as far as the eye can see. And to the best of my estimate, it appears to be one, two, three, four, five, six, a six-lane highway. Completely jam packed with tractors, as far as the eye can see. Just just the sheer number indicates that this is absolutely cataclysmic. They're being shut down Uh, again. You know, toboggan on fire, going. You know, I'm actually kind of like thinking about Clark in the movie, you know, Christmas Vacation, right now, going down on his uh, super high speed uh, polished. Um, uh, saucer. Anyway, praise God. Next one up. World Net Daily. Chinese and Russian navies circle Japan in a short force. So China and Russia. Boy, that speaks volumes. And the very fact that they circle Japan. So that, you know, it's almost like this indicates to me that even though Putin has from day one said I'm going in to wipe out the Nazis no matter what it takes I'm getting rid of the Nazis. And he's always, you know, the people from Donbask and Donetsk, Mariupol, he gets them out of there. He brings them into Russia if if, if they want, um, and a lot of times they do want. So of course the lies from the Western media suggest that they have these corridors, you know, and people are going, you know, Ukrainians are going the other direction, which is that's a lie. Okay, that is not how it goes. It, Russia, what Russia does is they get, get everybody out of town, and then the Nazis will grab, um, you know, people from Donbass, the Russian-speaking uh, Ukrainian folks. They will grab them by 20 or 30 at a time, and they will throw them into buildings. They will tie them up, and they use them as human shields, and then they murder them. And they've been murdering the Russian-speaking Ukrainians now for since, uh, since the whole Crimea thing. I mean mass murder. They, they were doing it before that, but I mean it just went out of control. And then Putin said enough is enough. I'm done with it. The problem is that their provocations are really pissing them off. And that's somebody you don't want to piss off because when he says he's going to do something, he does it. He may be one of the last honest people on the entire earth, and there's a lot of people out there that are experts on Russia that say that that is actually the case. I don't know his history. I don't care. if And if he's supportive of Stalin, then that's shame on him because Stalin was a mass murderer. But at the end of the day… What we're being told is an absolute flat-out lie from the Western media. It's a narrative, and they're using it to pr- provoke Russia and China into starting World War III because that is their end game. They want to destroy this country, and they want to use those countries to do it. All right, which, by the way, the Holy Bible says. And so does Henry Groover. So does A.A. A. Allen. And so does um, uh, Dmitry Dudeman. So guess what? Juries are dismissed. Praise Jesus. Next one up. Alright, it's the beginning. Australian online bank Volt collapses. Thousands of customers urge to withdraw funds immediately before the abrupt closing on July the 5th. So, again, it says um, – now, it says that this is an Australian digital bank, and it says that it, it has collapsed. Now, if this is, um, you know, like uh, cryptocurrency, I'm not at all surprised. I think they're all going to ultimately be taken out. Um, uh, anyway, next one up. Praise Jesus. Here we go. Deal with the devil. Secret Biden-McConnell deal on anti-abortion GOP judges, judge enrages Democrats. Think about that now. Why in the world would Biden meet with McConnell, who's Republican, and cut a deal on anti-abortion Republican judges? Okay. In other words, this this indicates that Biden is for the cancelization or the canceling of Roe versus Wade, which, of course, is making the Democrats mad. Because they think he's, you see what I'm saying? What I'm really trying to call out here is that it appears that this was orchestrated. It appears. Now, whether or not Clarence Thomas or whatever, Kavanaugh, you know, if they were, you know, manipulated or whatever the case is, I'm not so sure that that's necessarily true. Um, However, you can be manipulated without realizing you're being manipulated, which, by the way, might have been a problem with Trump. You know Trump may have come out and said, "Oh, I've got to do this warp speed thing and oh, I've got to get ventilators because he was buying the balderdash that was being given to him by the shapeshifters that were surrounding him." Anyway, it's just like, "Oh, well." But anyway, toboggan going down a hill. Yeah, and like I said, folks, the only thing that could slow the toboggan down is the repub- or the uh, midterm elections, the results, the power in the Congress. And you might say, "Well, what that's that guy's stopped?" from doing his thing. No, I'm talking about just a slowdown, a slowdown. Because at this point, you know, I, I, I see no biblical reason whatsoever that our Heavenly Father has any intention at all. Now, I can see him allowing a slowdown for a while. But remember, our Father tests the hearts. And, you know, it says in Psalm 51, Uh, uh, against you and you only, I have sinned and done this evil in your sight, uh, that you may be found just when you speak and righteous when you judge. Get it? So our Father judges the heart. So I can see where he would allow a slowdown by letting Trump in office for a while, but it would only be a slowdown. And our Father would, once again, be able to see the hearts of those believers that were putting Trump ahead of Jesus. Not a good thing. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Next one up. 40,000 unvaccinated National Guard members are to be terminated. Now, what's the end game? Destroy the United States. How are they going to do it? Provoke Russia and China into attacking us. What state will this country be in if we're lamed up? We're fighting. We're shooting each other in the streets. Riots, protests, fires everywhere. Absolute chaos. Putin's going to go like, this is a gift from God. And those planes are going to come overhead. And then you know what? Some of the God's Healer 7 visions that, that, uh, where she saw uh, uh, you know, buildings on fire and people running for their lives and all that kind of stuff. Guess what? And they're going to come true. Right. She wasn't the only one that saw a lot of that stuff, too. We had other people on the program that saw some of that stuff. So we know it's going to happen and we don't know if it's only going to happen in one iteration either. You know, the assumption would be, oh, they're going to attack us and it's all going to be over. It's going to be one big event. No, absolutely not. It doesn't have to be that way at all. Look how long the Ukrainian thing is, is dragging out. And, and the only reason it's dragging out as long as it is, is because we're fueling the fire and Putin is sick and tired of it. So anyway, again, 40,000, think about it, 40,000 National Guard fired. It's, it's just they're, – they're, it's all intentional. They're, they're just wiping out anything that could concern another country. They're making this country into as vulnerable as they possibly can. We lost almost all of our top Navy SEALs were maimed and murdered in Afghanistan. We left billions of dollars' worth of equipment over there. Why would we do that? So that we could fuel World War III. It's all part of the plan, okay? All this stuff was about destroying this country. Every single thing that we see in play right now, it's Obama. Don't forget that in 1918, I believe it was 1918, 1919, right around there, the Owalu Prophecy, which is also known as the Son of Kenya Prophecy, stated that a man born in Kenya would rise to power in the United States and destroy it. And well, who's telling Biden what to do? Obama. It is, and, and and what does Obama do? He has homosexual sex with a what? With a transvestite. Which is biblical, it says he would have no interest in women <clears throat> and, it, and people worship Obama over in Europe. They sing songs to him uh when he goes over and visits uh Denmark and stuff. you know they put like you know choirs up on balconies, oh la la la, and he's just smiling 'cause they're just it's praise, they're praising him just like they would the Antichrist. This is so Shazam, it's like right in your face. All right. Hallelujah. Next one up. Telecom operators in Pakistan warned the government about the Internet shutdown due to power outages. So it's already happening over in Pakistan, although I will tell you that Pakistan has had rolling outages and power problems for a long time. Uh, But – You know, it's this is hitting headlines and they're sending a message, and this message is pervasive. Again, don't forget that they are currently doing a tabletop exercise, really as we speak, multiple days long, with all of the major uh, countries. You know, G7 type countries are all involved. With you know, hey, uh, banking, you know, cyber attack takes out all the banks. What are we going to do? Why are they practicing? Why are they practicing? Why did they practice in, in, in you know, and what did they call it, ID2020 or something like that? Why did they practice for the COVID thing? Because they wanted to know what they were going to do. They wanted to have an answer for all of the questions. They wanted to manipulate the presidency. They wanted to do exactly what they pulled off and did it without any – no one went to jail. They murdered thousands upon thousands of people all over the world, murdered them, and nothing, nothing happened and the corporatocracy that is still in power during the mass murder is still in power and now they're having little babies get vaccinated and they're telling everybody another covid thing is coming out which by the way is the next headline news from the most lyingest news uh place in the entire world yahoo news if you want to get lied to that's where you want to go. But but if you also have the discernment to be able to look at their stuff and know that they are the king of the hill as far as telling everybody what satanic thing is coming up next, then, you know, turn on your discernment and go read it because you, you'll pretty much find out what they're planning on doing to us. And it says the worst version of COVID is spreading. Did you hear that? The worst version, folks. The worst version of COVID is now spreading. Can we update our vaccines in time? It even says that people are 6 times as likely to die from it. Now, I don't know about you, but there I really have to fight the urge because it when I, these kinds of things upset me so much, I just I feel like going on my knees and beseeching God to just vaporize this planet, but I know he's trying to save souls, and I know that would be praying against his will because he would want not one to perish. Praise his name. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Study sounds alarm over antibiotic resistant bacteria. The MRSA superbug found in pigs is increasingly jumping to humans. Uh, it it's never ending folks i'm sure they'll have at least a half a dozen more um anyway uh they'll probably find some fake creature hidden in a glacier somewhere and then tell everybody they're going to die or whatever the, the manipulation factor is just it's every oh my gosh I don't even want to, like I said, I don't even want to leave my house. Like I was telling, I was telling the, uh, the, the UPS lady, she's like, I'm, a, she said to me, she goes, like, I'm agoraphobic. Unless I'm in the truck, I don't leave my house. And I'm like, I'm definitely a hybrid agoraphobic. When my boss tells me to leave, I leave, but otherwise I stay in the house too. It's just absolutely insane. Next one up. Due to the extreme drought, water will be rationed in Italy. The Po River is almost totally dried up, and they have a photograph of this. And I'm like, no, come on. This can't be real. But evidently it is. It's a tributary to the Po River, and it is –
2: it's like something right out of,
3: I don't know, Mad Max or something. It's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Ah, uh, anyway, the final headline of the night is Ohio police. I just mentioned this release graphic body cam video in the fatal shooting of Jalen Walker, a 25-year-old young man who was evidently accused of some type of a crime, decided to make a run for it. Why? I mean, why would you be a, a young black kid? being stopped by a cop, being asked to get out of the car, and you might freak out and think that you're going to get killed and make a run for it. Why in the world would you do that? Why wouldn't you just jump out of your car and lay flat on the ground? Why wouldn't you do that, given everything that's happened so far? Well, then the police shoot them 90 times. They're all on leave while they do an investigation. I'm sure this will be a nice, quiet Fourth of July. I just wonder when all those bangs and booms and pops and and all that stuff and my dogs are like looking around Dad, Dad, jump on the bed with us and take care of us. We're just dogs and we don't know. We don't like those big boomy sounds. I just wonder I just wonder at what point will those booms be more than just firecrackers and bottle rockets? I don't know. Boy, it sure does seem like it's coming fast. Can you imagine once again, if they, if the entities of darkness somehow pull off another upset during the midterms and maintain power, and the entity that refers to itself as Pelosi with its bulging out reptilian eyes—I don't know, if she's a reptilian, but she sure seems reptilian to me. And um, now, now Biden—that's a different story. I've seen his eyes shape shift and do that whole creepy, you know. Viper look. So I've seen that personally. I got that video posted on the website, so I know what he is. Uh, But anyway, but think about it. Think about how bad this country has been destroyed. I mean, really, when you consider every other country in the entire world, the only ones that are even close are Australia and New Zealand. They're totally taking over. I mean, they're imprisoning people in their houses with ankle bracelets and everything over COVID. They're utterly, utterly, utterly owned by the New World Order. They were, in my opinion, they were test beds of compliance to see what would happen. Could they make the people, could they imprison them enough to cause an outbreak? In other words, would there be a French Revolution event where they would crash, you know, get together in large numbers, go to the Capitol buildings and burn them to the ground? Okay, and I'm, I'm not saying I'm a proponent of that. I'm just saying that's what the reptilian entities are the most afraid of. They, don't, they want to know how far can they push us before they push us too far. And when they do push us too far, it's because think about 350 million people. There, Just to get you, give you some scale before I've got 90 seconds left. Here's your scale. The country of Canada has 35 million people in it, give or take. The state of California has 35 million people in it, give or take. Now you got your perspective. The United States, look at its landmass. 350 million is the estimate. Okay? You getting this? You getting the size? Now, how are you going to get rid of all those people? Decrease the population to where it's manageable. The only way The only way that that can be done is if they convince us to kill each other, but they got to do it in a way where they maintain control. Get it? I hope you do because it's exactly what's coming. Dear Heavenly Father, we praise you and we thank you for the opportunity to be a part of this. We pray that you will lead us, draw us into the secret place of the Most High. Father, and not please, in Jesus' name, do not leave a single one of us to miss that barley harvest when it comes. And help us to be as productive as we can to touch other people's lives with the love, kindness, and compassion of our Lord Jesus while there's still time. In Jesus' name we pray and thank you, Father God. Amen. We'll see you Wednesday night at 7 p.m., Lord willing.
2: Lord, come, you with repentant hearts, we seek you with all our might. Sinners at the mercy of grace, redeemed we are by your embrace. Praise His holy name. Praise the King of Kings. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? For you we will endure Until you come back for your bride to set her free Write our names in your book of life We are cleansed through your holy sacrifice As we lift your name on high Renew our mind, renew our soul Remove the scars from our past And deem us righteous We rebuke all deceptive lies When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? Till then we will endure. We are the branches on a living tree. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? Till then we will endure. Until you come back for your bride to set her free, watch us as we trim our weeks.
0: I shall lift my obedient children to the clouds, for they shall see my glory.